Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Add WFAN to your contacts to talk New York sports with us at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. is the number to call on this Monday morning. You know, the weekends just go by too fast, don't they? It just goes by, and especially when you have stuff to do that you don't want to do. Although I will say that I'm happy now because the schedule has been cleared and there isn't anything left on the schedule that I don't want to do. As I'm just looking it over right now. There's nothing scheduled right now through the rest of the summer. We have minimal things my wife and I scheduled through the remainder of the summer. I think three things. Two of them happen to be uh, trips that I want to go on or that we usually go on every year. Um, you know, Montauk we do uh, and we'll do Saratoga, whatever. So those two things. One weekend, my friend, uh, my wife's friends are coming to visit. So we love seeing them every year. Anyway, that's it. Three weekends are booked. I am done booking stuff or doing stuff that I don't want to do. And this weekend, we went to two things. Saturday, we had, you know, my one day off Saturday, the one day, because Sunday, you kind of have the show Sunday night, right into Monday morning. So it's, you know, you kind of have that weighing over you. Saturday is really my only true day off. And we had to go down to around English Town, New Jersey to visit my wife's friends. And it's not that I don't like going to visit them because I do love them. Great company. But I was dreading the drive. Basically, two and a half hours there, maybe three hours back. And it wasn't as bad. My wife offered to drive there, which was nice. So I got a little break for a change. Although, I'll tell you, with her driving, I was thinking, you know what? Maybe I should take over. You tell me that I drive fast or going in and out of lanes. What are you doing? You're getting too close to that car. I'm I'm not a good. I need to be in control. I'm not a good backseat driver or passenger seat driver. Anyway. We had a great day with our friends, and my daughter played all day with the young kids and all the toys and all that stuff, so it was really fun to see my daughter having fun. That's what it was all about, right? The drive home absolutely sucked. It wasn't as bad as it could be, but it sucked. Yesterday, though, Sunday morning, the one day I could sleep in, right? And obviously, I need to because I got this show till 5 a.m. The one day I could sleep in, I wake up to my wife screaming, running up the stairs, holding the baby. She pooped on herself. There's poop everywhere. I need your help. Get up. I need your help. Get up. I need your help. I'm like, what? What is going on here? Like, I'm legitimately in the deepest sleep of the week. I'm just passed out from the entire week of doing the overnights. And my wife is in a panic yelling that, you know, there's mess everywhere. And that's what I wake up to yesterday. Obviously, we got it taken care of. But then it's, okay, well, now you got to start your day. And you know what I had to do yesterday? Finish the mulch. 
which I did, but it was not easy. It's done. The only issue I had as I was bringing the final three bags of mulch into the backyard, you know, my dog Maddox, he's outside the whole time. I tell my wife, hey, just bring him in. Let him go eat. Leave him in there for a minute. Because I wanted to carry the bags of mulch and have the back gate open so I can just walk through and put them where they need to be as opposed to opening the gate, pushing it through with the bag of mulch on my shoulder. So what do you think happens? I didn't explain to my wife why I needed the dog inside. I just said, you know what, let him in for a few minutes. As I'm bringing the second to last bag of mulch into the back, I see Maddox come running out through the back, running right through the gate into the front. I mean, obviously, I was irate. I had to keep my cool because you don't want to yell and, you know, make the neighbors. uh, There's a scene, but I just told you to shut the Leave him in. What do you think? I said that for fun. I'm doing something here. I'm trying to bring the mulch to the backyard. And now I'm running out front chasing Maddox down. Luckily, he's a good boy. And the, the key is the... Maddox, you want to go for walkies? Come on, we go for walkies. And I show him the leash, and he comes over. Not right over. He ran and and peed on a couple of houses and mailboxes and all that stuff, but eventually we got him, then I had to take him for a walk. Anyway, this was my weekend. I mean, this is what I do. Monday through Friday, I'm doing the TV show, two of them at SNY, and I'm doing the radio show on the overnight. Saturday and Sunday, this is what I'm doing. Driving two and a half hours each way to go to my wife's friend's house, to watch the kids play, legitimately watch the kids play for six hours straight. And then Sunday, I'm finishing up the mulch and chasing the, the dog around the yard or the 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 block in this particular case. There's got to be a better way. 877-337-6666. Stewart is in Brooklyn. Stewart, you got a better way? Yeah. You know what the better way is? What? Don't get married. Yeah, I knew you were going to say I knew I that was, was the answer. I didn't know if you were actually going to say it. I'm going to get married four years and five months, the worst four years and five months <laughs> of my life. <laughs> yes. Trust me when I tell you. I had so much stress. You think you had stress? I had a mother-in-law that would come over and... Stand right over me while I'm eating my dinner when we had dinner together with, the, with my parents and her parents. She stood over me. I had stress. The stress brought out the diabetes, which was proven by the doctor. Wow, stress brings on diabetes, huh? I yes, didn't know that. Does. Yes, it does. does it, I thought brings, it was just sugar. It had something to do with it, but it was more of a stress. Interesting. Yeah. What would you I say think. when she would eat over you like that? Or look over what? you eating. What would you I said nothing. That's you didn't say anything. You just sat there and ate while she was looking over. You want to real good? I picked yeah, winners, I man. I really did. And um, my third wedding anniversary, there was an unforced entry into my apartment and stuff was taken by them. And you know what do you mean? That, they did an unforced robbery into my apartment in 1991. Who, my your ex-wife? Did that. My mother said it was them. And she was right. It was who? They did. Who? Who's they? My in-laws. Oh, your in-laws. Okay. Yeah, they yeah. came in when we weren't home. Wow. And stole stuff, huh? Yeah. Yeah, you've For had a, a fascinating life. You know that? Oh, no. No kidding. Are you thinking? And uh, <laughs> here's the best part. My wife was taught by her mother how to hit. 
You mean like like physically hit, or are you talking yeah. about like baseball hit? Because yeah. this is a sports no. talk show. Physically. No, oh, okay. And I was the brunt of it. <laughs> Stewart, and I, the, and, I and on be... the, I'm, I, I'm not making this up. This is the God's honest truth. I swear to a stack of Bibles 50 feet high. Okay? That's not a joke. I'm going to give you more. She kept on hitting until May 31st, 1992. And why is that date significant? She came into the bedroom from the living room with her hands up. Guess what happened then? The undertaker arose. I put my hand around her throat and picked her up with my right arm and threw her from the bedroom into the living room, which Stuart. was 30 feet. Stuart, this is not okay. Like you, you That was okay. Hate. After all the no. time you put me through, it was. No. Yes, it was. She was no. every stinking day, man. Oh, look, Every there's no, day. yeah, there's no play. I mean, you should have just tried the, your best to get out of the relationship, and luckily it did end I with did. the both of she you surviving. Yeah. She left August 22nd, 1992, and I never looked back since. She came back yeah. in 93 to try to reconcile. I said, go back home. Goodbye. Yeah. And then you want to hear something, the, the best No, part? no, I don't think we no, want to no, hear anymore. Is, no, that has nothing to do with uh, any more of that. My next-door neighbor there, earlier this year, Oh, I want you to give your wife to get the Jewish divorce. I, she, 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 I give her my marriage. Do you know this woman actually tried to call my wife in Florida? Actually tried to call my wife in Florida. And then a week and a half later, I can't talk to you no more. And so why don't you tell me you can't talk to me because I'm not of real ilk, meaning I'm not orthodox, which is what I found you, out. You need to stay away from all of that stuff. Please, I away. What do you Please. think I do? I oh, I know, but I mean that that rage—you can't be having that. Luckily, like we I said, everything is okay, you, and you learn from your I mistakes. I told you, I got—I have stuff that I have to rain under, keep it under wraps because it gets crazy. I yeah, I don't. I, I, now, now I'm a little afraid of you, Stuart. So it's not meant to be anybody be afraid. No, no, I know. Well, look, I'm not. I, I'll take you down. I mean, let's I mean, I, this way: if I'm yeah. pushed. If I get pushed, it's a, it's a, it's not good. How do you feel about your Yankees? You're not strong. Don't don't even think. Don't wake up the beast. How do you feel about your Yankees losing two out of three to the Red Sox? You know how I feel about them losing to Boston. Are you kidding? Like I said tonight, let's call it a wrap. Let me know when the football season starts. I'm sick of this. I'm sick I'll of get it. into football, by the way, in a little bit with no, Saquon I'm Barkley sick of stuff. But... Now, you know who I'm sick of? Saquon Barkley. Go. Let him go. Find what do you else. mean? Why are you sick of Saquon Barkley? I'll get into him in a little bit. I wanted you to sick of Saquon. Am I sick of it? It's like I'm not playing for the franchise tag. There's who's in your ear? Jay-Z? Well, why, why, should he, why should he play for the, if he doesn't want to play? And thank you for the call, Stuart, I think. Fleegs? I mean, we we seem to go down paths that uh, I just don't expect at times with Stuart. And I don't even know how really to respond to that one. Your thoughts initially to, to I mean, we just move on? <laughs> uh, Stuart is so fascinating because when it comes to sports, right, We he's our most predictable caller. And I say that, Stuart, I say that with love. Don't get mad. Like, you know, we know he wants to, you know, crush Aaron Boone and Brian Cashman. We know where he's going with sports. When the life stuff comes up, just every single time in directions that we couldn't even possibly imagine. 
Oh my God. And he remembers the dates, the year, the dates. Incredible memory. But I don't want to hear that. I mean, that's disturbing to hear on both ends. There's, there's no, you know, obviously that's not uh, the domestic uh, abuse and, and disputes and all that stuff. That's not good for anybody. So we try to keep it lighthearted. And then Stewart tells the truth. And obviously, not all things are, you know, fun and games, as you, as you learn right there. The Saquon Barkley stuff. Why would you get on Saquon Barkley for not wanting to play on the franchise tag? The, uh, no player is going to want to play on the franchise tag. It's a stupid thing to have in the sport, but they do. And it's a, to me, it's not right to um, to players where you're taking advantage of, of players where Saquon Barkley deserves a little bit more than just a franchise tag. Now, the problem that he has is that he plays a position that has been devalued, and that has just been proven. It's a fact. It's why we talked about never taking him to begin with for the Giants because you don't take a running back that high. But Saquon Barkley has been, aside from being able to you know stay healthy, which has been the issue, he has been a terrific Giant. When he's healthy, he's impactful. He's of excellent character. He represents the franchise very well. Face of the franchise. Or one of, obviously, alongside with Daniel Jones. You can't ask for more than Saquon Barkley has given him. But there's a problem with the the value. We're determining what the value is. And good for Barkley. I'm actually with Barkley on this one. You're not going to pay me what I think I'm worth. I'm sitting it out. I'm sorry. I don't think it's right that I got franchise tag. Now, we've seen other running backs do this and ruin their careers. See, the problem is the Giants want Saquon Barkley back. Saquon wants to be there, but he wants to get the proper value. And... You can't justify, if you're the Giants, paying a running back significant money. I don't know exactly what Barkley wants because he said when he spoke that he doesn't want to be the highest payer at his uh, highest paid player at his position, all that stuff. He just wants to get paid what he believes is fair. So I could respect that. But is that still too much for a running back if you're Joe Shannon and the Giants? The other thing that Barkley said was that he's not happy with the Giants talking about this is a family business and it stays within the family while somebody's leaking out stuff saying that Barkley wants more money, making him look bad. So that's an issue as well. And he said he will not show up at mandatory minicamp. And there is a July 17th deadline date for the franchise tag. If they can't work something out before then, it's going to be a problem. I don't know if he's going to sit out the whole year, but you're not going to have a happy camper. Just figure out a way to get it done before that July 17th deadline. 877-337-6666. Back to the baseball. Jason is calling from Waterbury, Connecticut. How about your Mets, Jason? Yo, Sal, what's up, brother? Uh, man, How are you? I'm telling you. Listen, um, uh, Stuart, I'm I, I getting off the Mets and, and Giants for a minute. Uh, yeah, Stuart's, pretty, <laughs> Stuart's a pretty funny guy, man. <laughs> oh, right, Stuart, man. He's not Stuart. Yeah, he turns out but he is, man. He needs a little flying elbow himself, man. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> listen, I feel bad for Barkley, too, before I get to the Mets point. You know, I love Barkley. He's been a great player here. But like you said, with him being a running back, um, you know, it's obvious the Giants aren't going to pay him. Uh, you know, they're not going to pay him. 15, you know, north of $15 million. So um, I'm just hoping he doesn't sit out because Barkley's a tremendous player and we definitely need him. He's a great, you know, he's a great player, great guy. 
Um, now with the uh, with the Mets, Sal, you know what? I got. I know it's not the biggest um, the biggest problem with the Mets. I know that, but I got a big problem with Omar Narvaez, man. I'm telling you, I got a big problem with this guy because this guy came over here from Milwaukee. He's a pretty good hitter. He was in Milwaukee. I actually thought he was a pretty good player in Milwaukee. But how do you justify, you know, cutting Gary Sanchez, who could have been the full-time DH here, sticking Narvaez behind the plate? And then this guy's over here. I mean, i never seen a, a catcher do a, do a worse job, do a, a, a terrible job of blocking the ball in the dirt that he does. Why is this guy trying to backhand the ball? He's on one knee, which is another terrible spot, you know, talking about these catchers, you know, when he should be, you know, crouched in the two-way position, he's down on one knee. A pitch like that in the dirt, you see it's going to skip off the plate or skip in the, in the dirt around home plate. How's he not getting his body in front of the ball, getting down and letting the chest protector do the work? Why is he trying to backhand the ball? I, you know what I mean? I mean, that's that's twice in a week. Well, my bigger, my bigger <laughs> issue, my bigger issue with Narvaez is the fact that he didn't come through offensively oh, twice yeah, with runners. The other night, well, right? An extra. No, no, I mean, no. Yesterday, inning, right? Uh, yesterday, with Anderson scoring position. I mean, he's, oh yeah, he's, he's been ter- yeah, he's been terrible. And he's like I said, he's a pretty he was a pretty good hitter in Milwaukee, two eighty, two ninety, and he, he even had some pop. You know what I mean? He's he was much better than James McCann could ever be. But yeah, that's a big problem. He's got to come through with runners in scoring position. He did it on Thursday night too with him. Well, you got to look. You don't have to do it every time. You don't have to do it every time. But Narvaez yep. in, in his spot is going to come up, you know, hitting the bottom of the order. There's a chance that the guys are, are going to be on in front of you. You know, kind of set in. that table. Hey, he had twice yesterday. But, uh, All you got to do is get one base hit. You don't got to do it twice. One base hit, it could change that entire game, pathetic. and he couldn't get the job done. That's why I have a problem weighed, with Narvaez. Yeah, and, 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 and they uh, DFA'd Sanchez two weeks ago. Like I said, we all know that Sanchez, you know, he's got a lot of ability at the plate, and he hasn't showed it. I know he's And he still hit 18 home runs playing for the Twins last year. Unfortunately, he's not going to hit 290 or hit 300, but at least last year in Minnesota, he did have some power. What I don't understand is, like I said, I know he hasn't played to his full potential, but why would the, the Mets, they go out there and sign him, they pay him a million, a million and a half dollars, why don't they give him a chance for a month to see as a DH if he no, they could do up. what he's done there's, in San Diego? He's there's, still, there's, no way, there's no way around it, Jason, and thank you for the call. As always, we appreciate that passion. You're exactly right. Now, I don't like Sanchez, never did. I shouldn't say never did, but I haven't for a while. Obviously, when he first came up, who could not like Gary Sanchez? But never was a believer in his defense. You know, the bat was is what kept him going with the Yankees until Cashman realized, you know what, this guy's not a winning player. I got to move on. And he did. And, and Sanchez, you know, you mentioned it with the Twins, struggled, although he still had that power. The Mets were desperate. The Mets took a chance on him. And I think the Mets bungled that entire situation. Because they didn't know what they wanted to do with him. For me, I was looking at Gary Sanchez as coming up and being a DH. Not a backup catcher. Or you want to say you want to have him be a catcher? Fine, then he's going to be the backup catcher to Francisco Alvarez. But once, you know, if Francisco Alvarez is coming back, excuse me, if uh, Omar Navarez is coming back, and you obviously have Francisco Alvarez, then why would you not look at Gary Sanchez as the DH? Because you you have Vogel back there. Remember, this the Mets just changed with Vogel back a few days ago. 
that he's finally been out of the lineup, something that we've been asking for all year. And why Vogelback's on the team, I have no idea. Like, period. He should be DFA'd immediately. There's got to be somebody in the minors who could help them win more than Daniel Vogelback could. But the Mets go sign Sanchez. They have two spots potentially to use him, backup catcher or DH. He comes up. They worry about Tomas Nito for whatever reason that nobody would want. He he comes up and he gets limited playing time. Doesn't do well as a catcher. The staff doesn't like throwing to him. And the Mets, after paying him a million and a half bucks for nothing, they cut him loose. As opposed to saying, "Okay, fine. He doesn't. You don't want him to catch. We'll make him DH," which they could have used. Now he wouldn't have been playing as much now with the return of Narvaez because you have Narvaez catch Francisco Alvarez as a DH. You can't have both those guys in the lineup. And you didn't want they didn't want Sanchez to catch at all. The pitchers didn't like throwing to him, which is understandable. But, I mean, he could have been a just DH. End of story. Either way, they screw that up. If you're going to sign him and bring him up and make him a part of your team and pay him the million and a half bucks, stick with it a little bit. And instead, in typical Met fashion, they pay him a million and a half bucks. He leaves a week later, and he's hitting home runs ever since with San Diego. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Add WFAN to your contacts to talk New York sports with us at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit superbook.com. about the technical difficulties here it happens unfortunately but whatever i don't know what the hell they're doing trying to reset the internet and all that stuff it seems good then it's not whatever anyway it was fun watching george Foreman. let's get back to the calls here if we can dan is calling from belmar what's up dan yeah what up sal how are you dan yeah not too bad you pulling wires over there (laughs) i don't know somebody is i gotta make sure nobody's eating the wires what's going on here Hey, maybe uh, it's going to be tough to follow up Stewart's call tonight, but maybe the Mets should look into bringing his uh, mother-in-law as a teach him how to hit. Good. Yeah, yeah, right. I'll tell you this. There will be no mincing words there, potentially, right? I mean, we worry about Aaron Boone or Buck Walter mincing words with their players. doesn't seem like Stewart's mother-in-law had that issue. Yeah, that's for sure. And looking forward, I- I'm uh, talking about the Mets. I- I'm over this season already. It's just one thing after another, they they can't hit when they're pitching. When they're pitching well, they're not hitting. Like I said, it's one thing after the other. Sometimes the writing's on the wall too. When uh, you know Diaz went down, it, it was a you know big shock to the club. 
and then Verlander, Scherzer, it's just one thing after another. Now Alonzo, sometimes you just got to chalk it up, no one to hold them, no one to fold them. Um, so I'm looking ahead to, you know, the trade deadline, see what Epler do. They got Stearns coming in, it sounds like, which would be good, some fresh blood in there um, for whatever the whatever role he's going to do with the uh, president role, I guess, whatever those guys do. But uh well, I mean, at- but that's for the offseason, right? So, yes, the, as I said before, Dan, the structure of the organization isn't a problem. They need to find a president. That's something that they were going to have to do anyway. But I'm not worried about Steve Cohen as owner. I'm not even worried about Billy Epler as general manager, although he's got to prove himself still. But it's not like the organization is in you know disastrous territory. It's just that the team this year that they built is not any good. No, I agree. I agree. There's major holes. I think the biggest holes are pretty obvious, the starting pitching. But, you know, you have a one through three with Verlander, Scherzer, and Senga. Senga's look good. Carrasco's gone after this year. And then Peterson, McGill, you can't trust them for anything. And then you need some cap, uh, corner outfielders. And obviously the biggest hole, the DH. Um, I mean, Shohei would obviously solve all three of those problems in DH, starting pitching, and he could play the outfield. Um, so hopefully that works out, but I'm not going to put all your eggs in one basket. Well, well th- think about this way, Dan. Here's some of the issue. Aside from that rotation, how are they? And I agree with Shohei. You know, the I would expect the Mets are going to make the biggest offer. I've said that all along. I don't know if they're going to get him, but I expect they make the biggest offer. And I do think he helps. He he brings an impact bat. You mentioned it. He put, he's DH. He could pitch. Those are things that this team needs. But look at look around the diamond. Where are they upgrading with this team? Scherzer and Verlander aren't going anywhere. They're going to be here next year. Lindor's going to be here. McNeil's going to be here. Alonzo's going to be here. Where are the, you know, it's going to be Alvarez, Beatty. You could basically make their team right now. Alvarez, Beatty, Lindor, McNeil, Alonzo. Nimmo's going to be there. And then they have two corner outfield spots. Marte is supposed to be here, but you could always move on from him. Same thing, you know, Canna's not going to be here. Fam, whatever. These are guys that are going to be, you know, bench players or whatever, but what what do you like? Where you need basically one spot in the outfield and then the rotation. That's it. Yeah, well, I I mean, looking at this year as a wash, if that's how you want to look at it, that's the way I'm looking at it. This year is going to be valuable for Beatty and Alvarez, and you know the, the Mets clearly don't value Vientos the same tier as those guys. They're probably going to end up trading him um, at the deadline or you know whenever. Um, but Beatty and Alvarez are going to stick with the club. They're going to be major pieces next year. You hope. So I'm looking at this as a de- development year for them to, you know, get their feet wet in the bigs. Um, so for the Mets going forward, my biggest thing is they need the DH solidified, obviously. And then they need to finish out their rotation with solid guys um, that can eat innings. There's guys that are available, maybe not by trade at the deadline that they can pick up, but that are free agents this year. You got Giolito, who I think is a stud and he's pretty young. I think he's 28 or 29 years old. Aaron Nola, who could be a solid three guy. Um, so there's guys out there that Cohen has the money. He can throw money at the UFAs. Um, the biggest thing, like you said, is there's not a lot of spots. These guys are coming back. So we have to hope is that all these guys are having the worst years of their career this year. And then next year, they're going to bounce back and be what they were in 2021. Agreed. I think that's the thing. And thank you for the call, Dan. Good points. I mean, I think that's what we're looking at. It's And that's why when we talked about it before, there are three people that are ultimately or the main culprits. It's it's not just these three, but Max Scherzer, Justin Verlander, Francisco Lindor. Those are the biggest three. They're supposed to be leading the way. They're supposed to be dominating as the stars on this team. And they're not. You know, that's an issue. 
and you look at it, it's kind of bleak when you say, oh, well, there's nowhere. What are they going to do? Well, bring up Ronnie Mauricio and have him play one of the outfield corner spots and go get an outfielder? Okay. That doesn't change the team significantly. Now, Otani will because you have him at DH and you have him in the rotation. And your other point about just going to get some innings eaters, that's what they did with Quintana this year. You know, Verlander and Quintana they brought in. You know, Kodai Senga obviously replaces Bassett, and I like Senga, but I, I you know, we got to see him get it done on regular rest. He's been up and down. They need some consistency, so they're just going to try it again. Figure out if there is going to be an arm that they could trust or arms that they could trust. Now, let's see when Katana comes back, if he kind of brings some stability, at least to the back end of that rotation, be a nice upgrade. Right now, you could live with Carrasco as your number five. You have to live with Verlander and Scherzer and Kodai Senga. But Quintana could be an upgrade over Tyler McGill who's giving the Mets nothing. You know, he'd be another guy because of what he did last year. He deserves some blame, too. Tyler McGill, when he was healthy last year, was a difference maker for him after losing to Grom. And Peterson, too. And Peterson is awful. I mean, he's obviously giving you nothing. You know, the Mets have got nothing from Peterson and McGill. Almost to a man. Not one person in the room. And not one person in the rotation has stepped up. Almost not one has done their job. What were you saying, Fleeks, about Cohen saying that on the starting rotation? Well, he said in it, he didn't name them specifically, but he said, you know, kind of our young internal guys who oh, stepped, yeah. up for, uh, stepped up for us last year haven't done the same this year. He's obviously talking about McGill and Peterson there. And, yeah, they were guys who performed in big time. I mean, Peterson threw over 100 innings last year, had a pretty big role in this team. I think he made like 18, 19 starts. And this year, he was one of the worst pitchers of all 30 teams. And I thought he was going to be a guy who took advantage of the opportunity and be better than what they were going to get in Quintana. I really thought this was going to be Peterson's year to become a part of a major league rotation. And obviously, we didn't get that, not even close. They're two guys who had been begging for the opportunity, got it, and this is what they did with it. Yeah, terrible. Look, you get an opportunity, you better take advantage of it. And both those guys got big opportunities, and... Peterson flopped, and Tyler McGill hasn't been much better. Joey is calling from the Bronx. What's up, Joey? How you doing there, Sal? I'm doing Hi, good, man. But I'm a Yankee fan, you know, and and I can't stand when we lose two out of three to the Boston Red Sox. You know, you, you know, this this guy, you know, Aaron Boone, okay, uh, you, you know, just because he he hit, he hit a home run against the Boston Red Sox doesn't make it right that that he's got to be a manager for six years. If the if the old Steinbrenner, George Steinbrenner was was here, if six years he he wouldn't he wouldn't still be manager because they fired uh, Billy Martin five times. And he hired him back five times because Billy Ball, you know, you know, the bunting, the the suicide screens, the hit and runs. This guy hits hits into too many double plays. You gotta you gotta hit and run. You can't just let the guy lead off. He he goes to first base and then the next guy he hits into a double play because you don't have the hit and run going. 
you know, you, you know, just because uh, Aaron Boone is, uh, is is not playing, you know, not playing, and that was a costly uh, uh, injury. He knows he was hitting to the wall. He should have just let the ball hit the fence. He he just went right into the Joey, fence. Joey, hold on a second. Hold hold on a second. Yeah. What exactly? Yeah, give I'm, me specific though that you don't like about Aaron Boone. Like I'm not saying I love Aaron Boone. I've critiqued Aaron Boone just as much as the next guy, but this is not on him. I mean, look at that lineup. Excuses, excuses. I want results, okay? I'm sick of the excuses. This is the sixth season, okay? Yeah, we, I want results, okay? I want to win a pennant, okay? Never mind about a World Series. I just want to win a pennant. He won the last year. And, yeah. and, and nothing, nothing, okay? We're not even going to come close to a division now. We're going to win another wild card and then, and then, and then nothing? Come well, on. right, but I'm, but it's not, but it's not just Boone. I, that's my point. I'm not disagreeing with anything that you're saying. Yeah, it is time for the Yankees to get to a World want, Series, want, if not want, win one. I want Willie, I want Willie Randolph, somebody that I yeah, used to play with the Yankees that know Billy Ball. Somebody, this, this guy has so many chances. You know, he sets around the old ball game. He had more than two strikes, uh, Iron Boone. Get him out of here. He, he's yeah. done. Stick the fork in him. He's done. Like a, like a hot dog <laughs> on a grill. Stick the fork in him. He's done. He's yeah. done. I'm, I'm See, but it's I'm but it's not him. Boone. It's not. It's thank him. you for the call, Joey. Oh, I appreciate the passion. Thank you for the call. It's not Boone. I mean, I know you, you want to change the manager, because here's the problem. Let's just say that Hal said in the off season, "Hey, Cash, I know that you love Booney, and I do too, but we need a change. I got to make a change here." What do you think the Yankees are going to do? What type of manager do you think that they're going to hire? They're going to hire the same exact manager as Aaron Boone. A guy who's going to, I don't want to say coddle the players, but a guy who's going to be player-friendly and a guy who's going to apply that data. Now, maybe they could find somebody a little bit better results-wise than Boone, but it's going to be the same type of guy. You're not getting Buck Showalter. You're not getting Dusty Bay. Yankees aren't doing it. They had Joe Girardi coming off a Game 7 2017 ALCS appearance. And they fired him. So you're going to get the same type of manager. And that's what it is now throughout the majority of the sport. So the days of, you know, Billy Ball, they're over. You got to embrace it. Uh, now, I don't know whose decision it is to keep John Carl staying out of the lineup yesterday, but whoever's uh, that decision is, that's a problem. You can't play three straight games? Or you can't play a whole series against a team that he dominates at a time where no judge in that lineup, no Harrison Bader in that lineup. The Yankees are dying for some kind of offense here. You look at that lineup, it's it's an embarrassment. And they got John Carl Stan, who doesn't even have to play. You know, DH is like kickers. He doesn't have to play. He's got to kick. He doesn't have to play. He's got to hit. He can't hit. He can't DH. Then what good is he? Eric is calling from Ron Conkerman. What's up, Eric? Hey, good morning, Sam. Oh, I'll tell you, this is, Stuart is spreading. I'll tell you, now you got all these other guys that are booing out of here, you know, all that stuff. I mean, we got to figure out a way to get it like a 30 for 30 done on Stuart. I mean, that would oh, be like... God. Fabulous watching, I think. That's, uh, they, they couldn't be on ESPN. That might have to be done on HBO or something. 
Oh my goodness! Well, you know what? I just—I mean, I just figured out the script for Rocky Seven, though, because it sounds like Stewart still has a little bit left in the basement, if you know what I mean. But, uh, Good God! But, yeah, you uh, know, I know what you mean. Stewart's got a lot yeah. left in the basement, unfortunately. Yeah. Oh my goodness! So, uh, Stewart, I know you're up. Go to the gym. You need to pump a little iron there. I think get it out there. But uh, oh my goodness! But uh, yeah, you know what? I mean, I—I I don't even know what to say anymore about the Mets. I mean, a couple of calls ago. I, I thought it was very, very well put with, uh, you know, a lot of the, the, the thing that, that that always frustrated me was, was again, I, I was always hoping that they went and, and filled the positions of need, you know, and, and while yes, you know, you have guys like McNeil who can play the outfield, but he's, he's better off at second base. I mean, the, you know, they, they never really addressed the DH, which they're, you know, even I mean, I I wouldn't have been crazy about Sanchez being a DH, but he's better than the option we have now. But but even then, it's still like you you kind of trying to stick your finger in the in the hole to keep it from leaking and and see what what's the, your your best option. It, they, they they just don't address the the areas of need properly, and, and that always annoyed me. You know, because then when you run into a, a situation like like with anything, I mean, look. The, 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 the pitching, you got you brought up the pitching a few minutes ago, innings leaders and whatever. Hmm. No one figured Quintana was going to get hurt. The guy generally doesn't get hurt. He comes well, over so, right, the it's, it's the one thing. And, and, it's the one thing that they brought him on for because he was a a reliable pitcher, a guy who's going to be durable, right. to go out and, there and give you innings. That's that's why they signed him as opposed to Nate Baldy. Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, you know, so who who would have ever figured that? I mean, that really put a crimp on uh, on uh, you know their situation as well. So I mean, it's just. You know, uh, but but even yesterday, I mean, look. You're but the bigger, but well, the bigger problem, but, though, the, the the bigger problem, Eric. Aside from, you're right. Like Quintana, Fleegs, and I were just talking about it with Tyler McGill and David Peterson. All those right. guys who have haven't worked out for different reasons. Ultimately, it still comes down to Scherzer and Verlander. They're healthy. What's yeah. their excuse? They're just not getting the job yeah. done. The Mets can't win without them. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you see, here here's where. <clears throat> This is where it got a little dangerous during the offseason because, you know, and, and this can go for both the Yankees and the Mets because they, they both essentially brought back the pretty close to the same teams. And, you know, you, you always hear, you know, like, well, you know, if they produce even anywhere close to what they did last season, you know, they'll be fine. The problem is you can't always count on that. And, and McGill and Peterson are perfect examples of that. You know, the, well, that's they're not why... anywhere near what they were last year, you know. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry, you're gonna say something. Well, I'm gonna say that's why I don't think you could go just based off of what happened. Too many times in sports, we've seen teams operate under the well. They did this last year. If we just right. add this this year, yep. then it'll all work out. And it doesn't work right. like that. 2000 yep. and I want to say 2009. Yeah, it was 2009. I'm pretty sure because I remember driving past City Field and all the billboards. That coming off the 2008 year, it was like, oh my God, the Mets just need a bullpen. And then they went out there and signed JJ Puts and whatever else they did. And I remember just thinking, like, okay, well, they're going based off of last year. If everything happens this exact way, and then we get the bullpen guys to go out there and do what they do, well, then we'll be fine. But obviously, it didn't work like that. So it, you can't just right. go based off of last year and think that that's going to be a, a duplicate of the year before just with your new additions to it. It doesn't work like that. Right, right. I mean, especially when when those certain players that you're talking about have had, you know, the inconsistency is probably the best word to say, 
you know, the tenure. You know, if you have a guy who now now let's say Scherzer and Verlander were even four years younger than they are than they are now. Okay, you know, you're going to feel a lot more comfortable because they have the the track record. You know, the, more nine times out of ten, they're going to be very close to what they were. You know, barring an injury, right? But you know, now they're at the point they get. You know, they clearly they're on the tail end of their. You know, because of age and 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 whatever you know, overuse and and all that stuff. I mean, it, it's making it harder to count on them. I mean, you know, yes, they still have the track record, but now you know. You get a get an oblique, you get the shoulder, oh. or or and you know, the thing groin, is, whatever. I mean, the smallest things affect them now. You know? And the thing is, Eric, and as always, thank you for the call. Good to hear from you. The thing is, those guys both this year, while you know Verlander missed the first month and Scherzer's been in and out, both guys have shown the ability to be versions of their old selves. Maybe not identically, but. Verlander, when he first came back, he was looking pretty nasty. Scherzer, right prior to this Brave start, and even in the Brave start, he struck out 10. Even in the Brave start, he was looking nasty. Within that start that he ended up imploding, he looked great. So it's not like they're totally washed up, and it wasn't like those guys were bad investments. You'd make that move every time, paying... If you're going to pay for somebody, you know, and Cohen brought it up in that article with Joel Sherman, what were the alternatives exactly? Carlos Rodon? Jacob deGrom? Yeah, Rodon, Rodon hasn't pitched. DeGrom's not going to pitch for two years. So what were the alternatives? It wasn't a bad investment. It wasn't a bad thought to if you're going to pay for pitching, you might as well pay for the best and do it with a high price tag, but for a short commitment. But those guys just got to do their jobs or at least something close to it. My issue was not with those two. My issue is with the way that you build a team, the philosophy of loading up on starting pitching, where pitching has become extremely unpredictable. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.